I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights through industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Viva La Floral Live Podcast. So today we are decoding, I don't know if that's the right word, trying to simplify perhaps hashtags, hashtags for Instagram. Are you overwhelmed by them? Are you overwhelmed by Instagram and social media and all these platforms that you have to keep up with in the first place? Uh, Yeah, join the club. We all are, (laughs) right? It feels like a full-time job half the time, honestly. But Matthew and his wife from a company called Hashtag Slayer, yep, created this platform or this the software, the website that allows you and helps you to simplify the process of selecting the appropriate hashtags for your Instagram posts so that you can generate the most amount of engagement and growth. I learned so much from this conversation. I mean, so much. Honestly, I I mean, there were so many things that I'm like, I never even thought about it that way, right? So Stick around, listening. If you are as overwhelmed by the whole social media thing, especially when it comes to, okay, but what hashtags shall I use? Or if you think that, you know, it's just hashtags, I'm just going to toss them in there. It should really do the work. Or, you know, I just copy and paste. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Stick around, you guys. There are a lot of things in here that are so useful and I guarantee you won't regret this conversation. Hi, Matthew. Welcome to the show. Hey, Anahi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped, excited. I, I really am, actually. You know, what a great concept and what a painful, great concept for most people, right? Hashtags. Yeah, Instagram I mean, hashtags. It's a dinosaur. Yeah, apparently. I mean, here I am on a floral podcast talking about hashtags. That's right. not something I would expect. No. But, uh, well, okay. So let's backtrack for just a hot second. I know we just got started and I want to dive into what made you start it, you know, get this company started and so on. But before that, before any of our listeners kind of get lost, what is a hashtag so that everybody knows what on earth we're talking about here? All right. Right down to the basics. A hashtag is the little tags you add on a, on your Instagram posts with a pound sign in front of them, they are used for two things. One is to increase your reach and get your posts seen by new people, by a new audience. And that's what most people think of when they think of hashtags and they kind of leave it there. The second part though, is how you categorize your content because your posts aren't just seen in the hashtags themselves, but it could be seen on the explore page. Uh, sometimes Instagram will be suggesting your account to others based on other people they follow. Um, And your hashtags help you there as well, because it tells Instagram what kind of an account you are, helps them put you in a box so they can suggest you to the right people. Well said. That was very concise and to the point. Thank you. So that being said, it doesn't sound like a rocket science, and yet we all struggle with it. Hmm. Why? I I don't know. (laughs) I think it is a bit of a rocket science. I mean, it's become a lot more competitive over the years. It's now we're on like 
I think, year 11 of hashtags existing. Mm-hmm. And it just gets more and more competitive. Uh, there's more people using them. There's countless hashtags you could be using. And people just usually don't know where to start. They don't know what makes a good hashtag or a bad hashtag. So they're just kind of picking them in the dark, you know, uh, mm-hmm. words that may be associated, but they're not really... They don't have, most people don't have any strategy behind what they're doing. Right. I'm one of those people. I'm <laughs> like, okay, what works with this one? Sure. Let's try to add. And the funny thing is I can't even tell if it's working or not. I can, I can tell if the post is of course performing and, you know, based on the analytics and when you have a business account, obviously all of that is accessible to you. But beyond that, right. They don't just say, Hey, your post is doing well because you used X, Y, and Z hashtag, but somehow you kind of crack the code on that in some shape or form. Yeah, you can't, I can't tell you specifically which hashtag worked best for you. You know, uh, Instagram won't give me that data, but what I can tell you is like best practices in order Mm -hmm. to do best with hashtags. And so what we're looking at is really increasing. There's, if you have a business account on Instagram, you're looking at the insights and it tells you the percentage of accounts that weren't following you that saw your post. Um, So that's really where we start is looking at that number. It sometimes will show you the number of impressions that came from hashtags. And it's really about tailoring the right hashtags to increase that number there. Okay. I want, I want to come back to this, but let's talk, talk a little bit about um, the company that you created, co-founded with your wife. I work with my husband outside of my flower side of things. And it, sometimes it is challenging. And you guys created this company together. Kudos to you. But where did it even start from? I mean, how did you lend to where you're like, hey, there's people who can benefit from this? Oh, man, uh, that could be a long story. My wife and I, we both have a design background and a marketing background. We actually met in, in design school. And then we were working in the industry for a few years. And then 2019, we both decided to kind of start freelancing and start contracting to do our own businesses. And I have a design background, but I've always been a web developer. And my, my wife, Danica, she has been more focused on the design and kind of marketing side. So she went into like coaching on Instagram and, and coaching people with their marketing. And so when she was doing that, uh, she, she discovered that a lot of her clients really struggled with their hashtags. So with that in mind, she ended up making a spreadsheet for them that would help them kind of categorize their hashtags into the right. Basically, what they were based on was how many posts are in a hashtag or how many posts does a hashtag have, and putting those into different categories. Um, Once she'd done that, she made a little script in the Excel spreadsheet, and it would basically give you 30 hashtags to use using like a a nice uh, even number from all the different categories that you had. And it would shuffle your hashtags, and, and that was that. So she started using this with her clients, and her clients started like literally doubling their reach and engagement on Instagram, which was incredible. And then I saw it. Being a web developer, I was like, Danica, do you know what you have here? Like, <laughs> this is, she's like, yeah, I, I made a really cool spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> I'm so proud of this. I suck at Excel and here I am with a great <laughs> spreadsheet. And uh, I was, uh, that was, that was great. And I was like, um, no, there's a little more to this. Uh, you know, if you, if you have done this and it is actually helping people increase their reach so much, we need to make a full, full app out of this, a full website, make this into something that is really polished. And so that's when I kind of took it and I, I thought, oh, this will be easy. You know, it's one spreadsheet. I can make it in a weekend. And about six months later, we had it out. <laughs> so it, t- it took a lot of time kind of really digging into the actual data that Instagram gives us and then mm-hmm. learning how to, how to best analyze that and really give you the best shot with your hashtags. 
Right. From what I understand, uh, the HashX layer almost kind of, uh, kind of customizes this per every single account user almost that you work with. It doesn't sound like you guys have this one size fits all model kind of thing, right? I mean, because you're taking each person's account, each person's each post essentially and kind of catering everything towards that. That to me is, man, I can barely manage my account. My <laughs> husband's thinking about it. So talk to us a little bit like, how does that process work? For me as a client, let's say I came to you or a listener comes to you and said, hey, you know, this sounds fascinating. This sounds great. Yes, I need help with this. How does the process work? What do they expect? And, you know, so on, if you can kind of walk us through that a little bit. For sure. So first things first, you connect your Instagram account. And to do that, I'll let you know right now, you need a, you need to log in with Facebook. You need to have a business or a creator account on Instagram, as well as a Facebook page for your business on Facebook. Those two have to be connected because mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram are uh, more connected than people think. But once you have that, you can, can log in and then we'll connect to your Instagram and we will look at your account first and analyze that. You say, okay, what's your average engagement rate here? How many followers do you have? Uh, we take a look at your posts and tell you which are your top posts. And from those, we also tell you which hashtags are used on your top posts. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the, the starting point for, for building out like a collection. So basically the, the way that hashtag Slayer works is you have kind of three stages. You, you research your hashtags, you search hashtags, then you collect them. And then finally, you want to optimize your hashtags for when you post. Mm -hmm. So we uh, will let you search your hashtags. And you can do that by, by looking up based on a specific hashtag. And we'll, we'll pull data, the latest data directly from Instagram to mm -hmm. find out what the top posts are for that, as mm -hmm. well as how difficult or easy the hashtag is to rank for. The easier a hashtag is, the less popular it is. So you may not get as much impressions, but if you have a smaller account, you want to kind of start there because you'll actually have a chance, you know? You're not gonna be able to compete in these, these really competitive hashtags for smaller accounts there. So you, you research your hashtags and then you can add them to any collection you want. And you want to build out all sorts of collections, ideally. So you may have, we can get into that later because it's pretty detailed, but you might want to like base it off what kind of content you're posting. You know, maybe you're posting different things on Mondays versus Fridays, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so once you've built out your collections of hashtags that you've searched up, you then optimize a set of hashtags for each time that you post. And the way that we do that is we let you grab a collection or multiples, you can mix and match them. And then based on how many hashtags you want to use, default to 30, because why not give yourself uh, as many avenues to your business as you can? And then we will look at the difficulties for the hashtags. Um, so is it a really easy one? Is it a hard one? As well as the engagement rate of your own account and the following size of your own account. Based off of those numbers, we determine what the best ratio of hashtags to use or best ratio of the difficulties is mm -hmm. to use for your 30 hashtags. And we'll just uh, spit out 30 based on your collections using the ratio that we've determined. And so that's kind of how we, we tailor it is we will shuffle your hashtags around so you're never using the same ones. And then we'll also make sure that you're using the right number of easy to difficult hashtags to give mm -hmm. you the best shot at increasing your reach. So 
When you're saying easy versus difficult hashtags, let me unpack that just a little bit. You're referring to hashtags that are more popular, less popular, or as in more used and less used type of situation, or is that is that what we're referring to with that, with an easy versus difficult? Kind of. That's how Danica had initially built her spreadsheet, and we okay. saw good results from that. But as we dug more into what data we could actually get from Instagram, we determined that that's not the best way to actually tell if a hashtag is popular or difficult to rank for. So when people are looking at the number of posts on a hashtag, they're trying to measure how popular or difficult the hashtag is. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't actually tell you that because all it tells you is that the hashtag has been used over the last 10 years. You but know? not when. Not when. It doesn't tell you how popular it is right now. So right. it could be that you're looking at a, a hashtag that has a million posts or 100,000 or whatever, and you say, oh, that hashtag's too big for me. I'm not going to touch it. But you could be missing out on opportunities there because you don't know how difficult that hashtag is right now. All you know mm -hmm. is it may have been popular a year ago, two years ago. You're never really going to know. So right. instead of looking at the number of posts that a hashtag has, we look at three different metrics. The first is the average engagement rate for the top posts. So we take the top nine posts and we add up all of the likes and comments. We divide that by nine and that gives us the average engagement rate for the top. We care about that because it's kind of a threshold for mm -hmm. what kind of uh, engagement you need on your own posts in order to be ranking near the top. So we start there and that's that's kind of a good metric to look at just to know what do I need? Is it way out of my ballpark or, or not? Mm -hmm. Next, we look at the average engagement rate for the recent posts and that's similar. But uh, rather than like the top posts, with top posts, uh, the higher the number is, the more difficult it is. With recent posts, the higher number, the number is, the easier it is. Um, mm. Because then you know that the recent posts are actually getting engaged with and they're actually getting, you know, eyeballs and, and they're moving at a, such a speed that people are actually able to see the posts. Right. Although it won't always tell you the speed. And that's why the last metric we look at is the average time between the posts between the recent posts. Mm. And so with that, we're looking at like, okay, is there less than a minute between each post? Well, that hashtag is moving very quickly. You might not get seen as much, uh, or at least it might be more difficult. Whereas some hashtags, it might be an hour between each post. And that's obviously a very slow moving hashtag, and you're going to have a better chance there. So mm. those are the three things we're looking at to determine whether or not a hashtag is actually easier or difficult. And so right. we have a, a kind of a scoring system based on different... Uh, thresholds for each one of those metrics and we combine them to tell you okay it's an easy hashtag or it's a hard hashtag wow i'm <laughs> listening to you talk right now and it's like literally going over my head i'm like oh my god i i understand everything you're saying it so makes sense and i am so incapable of doing those things you know, amongst everything else that's going on. So I think you guys are going to do really well. I'm really excited because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like listening to all of this. I'm like, could I do that? Uh, maybe. Do I want to do that? No, absolutely not. You know, so yeah, I, I, I need the hashtag Slayer. This is, this is fantastic. So, so you started in 2019. So you guys are relatively new and yet I feel like you've gotten a lot of traction and, you know, what have been like for you guys? I mean, what are you seeing? Oh, actually, um, we launched hashtag Slayer December 23rd, 2020. Oh my God. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so all right. Good, uh, um, COVID baby. Okay. Or a quarantine baby. Yeah, I, I got a little sidetracked mentioning the 2019 earlier is that my wife and I decided to work for ourselves so that we could travel for a year before starting a family. 
And then COVID happened. So uh, instead, we came up with hashtag Slayer. All right, then. Yeah. Not a bad baby. So, okay, well, the, in the last few months, yeah. what, are, what are the trends you guys are seeing? I mean, what, what is that, has that done for you or others that are using your hashtags for you or hashtag Slayer? Yeah, it's been super interesting is that we've got to see a lot of different kinds of people using it because we'd initially built it for the coaching industry because that's who my wife's clients were and that those are the people that we knew. And in that industry, we've seen people using it to various degrees. Uh, some people seeing like 30% in the increase in their reach. Some people 129. Uh, last week, I saw someone using our, our tool for the first 30 days and they increased their reach by 296%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. it's, uh, it, it can definitely do it. I will tell people though, it's like, you know, it does take a little bit of setup as anything. It, you know, it'd be like a starting your email marketing campaign with MailChimp or something and not actually writing your campaign and being like, oh, MailChimp didn't do anything for us, you know? Right. So of course, I'm not going to, I'm not going to promise you that within an hour, you'll have increased your reach 300% or anything. But the, the whole idea with it is that, you know, people do a little bit of research, they set up their collections, and then they don't have to be deciding what hashtags to use each time that they post. That's when they really start to kind of save time and, mm. and increase their reach is when they can come back to hashtags there for when they're about to post, just grab the right hashtags automatically and, and go from there. Um, but yeah, as far as trends go, it's it's been interesting as other industries and niches have started to use hashtags there because I've been learning a ton about actually how to get more accurate in, in judging the difficulties of hashtags and how to kind of fine tune our algorithm to to make sure that we're optimizing it better for various industries. Um, because frankly, I would say a month ago, it wasn't as good. It, you know, at that point, it was we were getting great results for coaches. And then I had mm -hmm. some people in like the dog photography niche and the nature photography niche who started using it. And they were telling me, hey, this saved me a ton of time. Thank you. But my reach is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. So that's been that's been taking some some more fine tuning and and learning about there. But I've definitely seen some good results in the last week. It's like someone in the nature photography industry, we took, they were getting like 1200 uh, impressions from hashtags on their posts. And mm -hmm. then I tried, okay, I was like, well, I think we can get a little more accurate with how we're um, calculating the difficulty. So let me, let me see about that. So I did that and his next post got 112 uh, impressions, which is like a 10th of what he was used to. So that was terrible. But I was like, okay, now we know that. Let me try tweaking this other thing here to adjust how we're determining that ratio for you. Right. And then he, then he was getting like 3,500 impressions from, mm -hmm. from his hashtags. So, you know, it went from like baseline to one tenth of the baseline to more than double the baseline or almost triple it. So right. yeah, it's, it's definitely been an interesting uh, journey to learn a lot, dive deep into this. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I was some kind of hashtag expert until maybe a month or two ago. Uh, my, my wife, Danica was encouraging me to get on clubhouse and I was like, I don't need any new social networks. No, thank you. And then I started speaking on there about hashtags and suddenly people want to listen. Um, so I've been learning a lot from the questions that people ask, as well as uh, learning that maybe I, I knew a little more than I thought. So that's been, right. been super so, interesting. Oh, Clubhouse. And that's where I found you. I mean, that was I was in a room and with Business Gypsy. And I'm like, and you guys are talking about hashtags. And I'm like, wait, I need to be there. I'm like, whoa, this is great. And I think I came tail end of that. So I missed a lot of that talk. Um, but it was fascinating. It was interesting. And I had like a million questions to ask. And, and I'm not alone. I mean, like you said, I mean, it's just, you know, and I, like, I'll speak from my own experience, right? So I'm one of those people who I like my, you know, eyes dotted, T's crossed, type A to the whatever degree, you know, just everything just organized, done and move on and, you know, so on. Does it all work out that way? Well, heck no. Come on. 
yeah, life's gray all the time. It's not black and white, right? So it's just the way it is. You know, we live in that middle ground all the time, right? So anyways, but coming from that angle, I'm like, all right, so how can I do this without creating this problem? So I've created those collections myself. It's in my phone notes, much like many other people that I know have been doing that. But I, I will go and like copy and paste, right? So, and then through the conversation that we were having at the clubhouse, what I realized, while that's great, perhaps in, uh, for, from the workflow perspective, it didn't really do much of anything because now, and the thing that you said that resonated with me was like, hey, now all of a sudden it's reading as a bot behavior, right? And I'm like, huh, I never thought about that, that that way. I thought I was being smart, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right, let's backtrack. And now since that day, I will manually just like bring up or whatever, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, I remember why I hated this. So so talk to me a little bit about best practices. I mean, the copy and paste, right? If you're copy and pasting the same thing, essentially, is it really that bad? Um, maybe not at first, but eventually. And that's what I've seen on previous accounts that I've grown uh, on other people's accounts as well, is it might work for a while. You know, if you're copying and pasting the same 30 hashtags whenever you post, maybe you have a few different collections and you rotate through them. It might work for months, might work for a year. Cool. Um, but eventually your engagement and your, your impressions start to plummet. I've seen that happen time and time again. Um, and I, some people say that that's a myth. Uh, but I, I've seen some people saying, oh, this has been debunked using the same hashtags uh, is a myth it, that it will you know, decrease your impressions. But the people I've seen doing that, they'll test it for like a week. They'll be like, oh, I just use the same hashtags Monday to Friday. Nothing happened. Cool. Fine. No, I would agree that probably nothing will happen if you just do it for a week. But it, previously, I was I was growing an account and I think I got to like five, six thousand followers at that point. And of, around that point is where everything just started to fall apart. Mm. Um, and I, I started to get kind of flagged for, for having that bot like behavior because it just looks mm -hmm. automated, you know? Right. And even, even if we're, uh, just going to use the same 30 hashtags and shuffle them, maybe that would help. But as far as best practices go, just thinking about it, uh, theoretically here, why limit yourself to 30 hashtags? Because those might be the 30 hashtags that you know how to describe your business and your content, but they might not be the only 30 that people are looking up who could be in your audience. So mm -hmm. that's why I suggest like building bigger collections. Um, and Hashtag Slayer will recommend a minimum of 45, but heck, I say go to 60, 90, whatever you can, uh, as long as it's still relevant. And then, you know, you can use our tool or you could just shuffle it yourself. If you're shuffling through these hashtags regularly over a long period of time, you're broadening your reach. You're giving yourself a chance to be seen by a wider range of people. And mm -hmm. so that's, kind of an important thing I think people miss when they're sticking to the same sets of hashtags is right. there's people who are using different ones and you're kind of cutting them out for no real reason. My next question about this is at least that's what I've done in the past. And I cannot tell you if it necessarily worked or did not work because of the hashtags, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, kind of looked at it like, you know, use like, I don't know, four or five or whatever, or up to 10 at the most, not, not 10, but like smaller amount of like this big, big umbrellas, right? I call them like the big umbrella hashtags that kind of like encompass all kinds of things like hashtag weddings. What does that even mean? My God, like that could be flowers, photography, catering, engagements. I, I, I don't know, but th that could be all kinds of things, right? So 
way too big. And then kind of going from there, like wedding flowers, now you just got smaller for the wedding industry that is, just as an example sake. But then if I go into Maryland wedding florist, so now I just got so small, meaning small isn't like niche down. If you think of it as a marketing funnel, I mean, to me, it's kind of like the same thing a little bit. You kind of brought it even closer. So, you know, um, not just geotagging your post, but, you know, using hashtags that are relevant to your local area, your town, your city, your whatever, right? What are your thoughts on that? Is it even important to use those big umbrella, I don't even know what to call them. That's what I call them. So there you go. <laughs> Hashtags, right? Versus more kind of niche down and local ones, essentially, if somebody's going to do this themselves. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, the way I would refer to them kind of comes from like search engine optimization. In, in SEO, you'd refer to these uh, searches as long tail or short tail, short tail being like wedding, long tail being the Maryland florist. Um, so I think it does matter to use the big ones and the small ones. Uh, I would not recommend you use just the small ones, and I wouldn't recommend you use just the big ones. And the reason for that is, is that you're going to get increased engagement when you can get to the top posts. You know, if you can get to the top spot on a hashtag, you're going to do better because more people are going to look there than just the recent. Cool. Oh, so if that's my advice. Why would I say use the big ones? That doesn't make any sense. Um, you want to look at the the big ones as well because. Some people refer to it as like the staircase strategy or the ladder or the skyscraper. It's all the same thing. And the idea is to have a, a range of hashtags from different difficulties. And so you'll rank on the easiest ones. Perfect. Um, and then once you get to the top of an easiest hashtag, you're going to get increased engagement, which gives you a chance at getting a, a better ranking on the slightly more difficult hashtag and, and so on. So, you know, once you get to the top of one, you can kind of have a chance to leapfrog to the next and the next. Mm. And so rather than just using the small hashtags or just using the big ones, you want to have a good variety of them so that you can have a chance at reaching better engagement on those larger ones. But you can only get to those larger ones by using the small ones as well. Okay. That makes sense. It's the uh, ultimate hashtag corporate ladder. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. And I uh, I never thought about it that way, actually, as a sort of um, stepping stone to the next level. I really never thought about that, but it just makes so much sense. So now, when putting those hashtags, when putting the post, where is it best to put those hashtags in? In the post itself or as a note? And I've seen it all. I've done both. Couldn't Again, couldn't tell you what worked better or <laughs> worse or whatever, you know? I just kept trying. It's the, my, mine has been the spaghetti method, you know? You just like toss it in the wall <laughs> and see what sticks. Couldn't even tell you what sucks. So there you go. For sure. Um, is it better? I think you'd have to ask. Uh, what are your goals with the post, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you're trying to write a post that is really going to convince people about the value you bring with your business. Maybe you're focused a little more on converting your existing followers. And so you want to have that full space in your caption to write something long, to explain, you know, maybe address a pain point and perhaps, you know, touch on a call to action at the end. If that's the case, uh, you want all that space. So why waste it with uh, hashtags, bigger mm -hmm. hashtags in your, in your comment? A lot of what I'm talking about here is about methods to increase your reach on Instagram. And so that's what we're looking for. Then instead of worrying about, you know, writing a long caption, we're wanting to get it to as many people as possible. And so this is a minor detail, but you're going to get slightly better impressions if you put your hashtags in your caption. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
why is that, right? Um, that's because the time that it takes you to post your hashtags in your comment, it might take you 10 seconds, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, uh, depending on if you already have uh -huh. them ready to paste, if, uh, yep. if your internet's doing well, what have you. And in that time, your post is moving further and further and further down the recent posts for some of those hashtags. Huh. So if you want to give yourself the best chance of being seen at the top of those recent posts, you put it in the caption. You know, I can honestly say, I know that, that, you know, everything kind of gets valued from the minute that you put the post in, not necessarily what the last comment was and so on. But again, I never put two and two together in that way, like at all. It was not even a thought in my head. So thank you for that. It is a small detail for you, but I think this is actually huge and it is really helpful. I guess that, that brings me to my next question. Sorry, I'm turning into a three-year-old, but why? <laughs> you know, so um, this is all fascinating to me. Anyways, so if somebody else is commenting on your post that's being posted with a hashtag, what does that do to your post? I know, of course, it's an engagement. It's an impression or whatever, but... Does it do more for you than just an impression or an engagement? Well, if you haven't used all 30 hashtags, then it'll do a little bit. It'll mean that your your post is now included on one more hashtag. Um, Got it. As, if you were only using 28 or 29 and someone adds one or two, then you're going to rank there. If someone adds a hashtag and you already added 30, it's going to do nothing. I see. Okay. Got it. So that, that I guess that was a question. So yes, let's say we maximize the 30. And then so could they still put that? I mean, they can still post that hashtag, except it's just not really going to do much of anything. It's just going to be there. If anything, the only thing it's going to do is give something to people to click on and it's it's one reason for them to go and leave your posts. They're going to go look at that hashtag. Ah, got it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So now Instagram and Facebook are connected. I mean, yes, they are all children of the same blended family. I get it. Um, when it comes to, you know, cross-pollinating posts, I know I'm taking it away a little bit from the hashtags right now with this, but so... You post on your Instagram and then you share that on your Facebook, right? Of course, it carries those hashtags. How relevant are those hashtags from Instagram for Facebook? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever looked up a hashtag on Facebook? Never. Not one. Don't <laughs> even think exactly. about them. <laughs> no, precisely. I don't know anyone who ever has. Uh, okay. some reason, Facebook has hashtags, but most people... I don't think anyone's actually searching them up. Maybe maybe there's some niche community of Facebook hashtag lovers that I haven't met, but... <laughs> I'm going to go join them because <laughs> my hashtags just cross over. Now, inadvertently, though, it's not going to really harm you by doing that, carrying it over. As far as I know, there's not going to be any ill effects. Okay. I just, I don't think it's really doing much for you. Yeah. If we're going from maybe like a branding relevancy perspective, some people could say that hashtags on Facebook look out of place. So... That may be one reason to remove them just because it seems like, oh, this person doesn't know what they're doing on Facebook. Don't they know no one uses hashtags? But that's all I could really say about them. Gotcha. I mean, that's exactly what I think when I look at them. No, I don't. I really don't. I don't think anything about them. Actually, I'm not on Facebook quite as much um, in, in that respect. But anyways, so, okay, well, you said branding. So I do have a question about that. So there's such thing as branded hashtags. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So some people can use branded hashtags as this umbrella term to talk about like any hashtags related to your niche or industry. I assume we're not talking about that, but instead more specifically like a hashtag you've created, one specific to your brand. Right. And in that umbrella there of just just one specific to your brand. Um, I think a lot of the time, brand hashtags don't need to exist. 
Uh, I think people use them because they see other people using them and they think they have to have one or they're supposed to have one, but most people aren't using them strategically. They're just using it because they're playing a game of follow the follower kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, how would you use a branded hashtag strategically then? Um, it's not to give people a place to see all of your posts. That's often what I see people doing. They're like, well, it's nice. It's one hashtag where they can go and view everything. It's like, yeah, that's that's what your profile is for. So I don't, yeah. I don't know why you're doing that one. Okay, makes sense. All right. Okay, so if we want to be strategic with our branded hashtags, um, there might be three reasons you would use them. For one, uh, maybe maybe your brand name is really hard to say uh, vocally. Maybe it's kind of long and you want people to be able to easily find you. So you might have a hashtag that's just an abbreviation for your brand name. Mm -hmm. uh, so a few letters that stands for you. And if that's the case, you'd want to use it on Instagram. You'd want to use it on Facebook. You'd want to use it on your website. You'd want to put it everywhere that you're online. And if you do that right, people will be able to search your hashtag on Google and then quickly get to your website. You, mm. you should end up being like the top result for that if you've been specific. So that's one way. Other way you might want to use a branded hashtag is if you are running some kind of contest on Instagram that requires like user-generated content, you're encouraging people to post. Right. And so you'd create a hashtag that you want them to use so that you can track the entries in your contest. Mm -hmm. Now, the last way is what I think people should care about a little more is increasing your reach with a branded hashtag. So you don't want a branded hashtag that just sounds like a brand name. Mm. Seems, you know, maybe that's a little weird, but how often are, are people just hashtagging a brand name? You know, I'm not throwing like, I don't know, hashtag Best Buy on everything or anything like that. Um, wait, Best Buy. Is that in America? Do you guys have Best Buy? Mm -hmm. Okay, just checking. I'm, I'm from Canada, so I just wasn't mm -hmm. sure here. If, uh, mm -hmm. if wait, did America anyway. didn't create Best Buy? I'm kidding with you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Got you there. Uh, I was just checking. <laughs> Within 20 minutes, you can probably find two from where I am right now. So, yeah. Um, I'm kind of red my faces now. Just so uh, <laughs> out of my, my element here. Uh, okay, so back to the branded hashtag here. Um, you would want to use one that doesn't sound like a logo. It doesn't sound mm. exactly like a brand name. The reason for that is, is that you want other people to use your hashtag, even if they've never heard of your business. Mm -hmm. Weird, right? Um, and the reason for that is that you're going to use a branded hashtag. Maybe your, your followers pick up on it and they start using it on some of their own content. And what's nice about that is that because it's your hashtag and the first people who are using it are your followers, they're likely engaging with all, the, all of your posts and you're more likely to be, you know, dominating the top spots for that hashtag. Right. So, so that's good. You're going to dominate the top, but you want the hashtag that doesn't actually sound just like a brand name so that when other people see it, they're like, oh, that's a cool hashtag. I'm going to use it. And so then you kind of create a ripple effect where first your followers start using it, followers of their followers start using it. Other people who have never heard of you start using it. But at the end of the day, it's leading back to you because you started it. You're more likely to dominate the top spots. At least, you know, if people are going to be scrolling through all of them, they're going to come across a lot more of your brand. And that's mm. going to be bringing people right back to your business rather than if they were just going to be doing like hashtag Viva La Flora design, you know, um, right. it's, it's going to be a little something that it still leads back to you. It's still branded. Maybe it's a phrase that you use often in your branding or like a tagline or something, but right. it's not just the brand name itself. Okay. Got it. Okay. I, it, it all makes sense. It, it's quite a bit to actually really think about. So I retract what I said earlier that it's not rocket science. It is feels like a rocket science, honestly. It has nothing to do with hashtags, but I am a trained dentist and I'm telling you doing a root canal is easier than figuring out hashtags. 
I'm not just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just what it feels like to me. This mm-hmm. is crazy. I think because part of it, at least my fear, is things are moving in such a rapid pace, right? Things are changing so fast. The algorithms are changing so fast. And I literally, me personally, I feel like I'm always behind the curve all the time. And literally, I'm like an animal chasing my tail all day. You know, it's, and I don't know, part of it is mindset because there's just so much noise and so much information or you know, is it really, I mean, we're always kind of a little bit behind the curve and trying to figure this out and it's okay. You know, where are your thoughts about all of that? I mean, how do you navigate through that? The navigate through changing change. <laughs> just do the best you can. I mean, for myself, uh, I mean, I'm, I make websites and do web development and stuff and it's, it's an exhausting industry to be in as well because of that, right? The technology is constantly changing. I've said to to my wife more than once like uh, you know maybe i should just be a plumber like toilets don't really change (laughs) but yeah you just have to do the best that you can you have to find the right people to follow who can educate you and and actually people that you trust to give you the right information uh when i'm saying that i would say like see if the people giving you that information have sources or at the very least sound arguments for why they're recommending uh, a certain way of doing things because there could be so many myths and and legends around how Instagram or other social media works. So right. yeah, I would really just say like, find other people who are making it their job to stay on top of it, follow those people and, and make sure those people uh, actually make some logical sense with what they're saying, rather than just coming out and saying, you have to use exactly 11 hashtags every time. It's the only way to success. You know, it's like, why? <laughs> right. Got it. So I, I look at this accounts um, occasionally, like I, I look at some accounts and I, I know this accounts and these are people that I follow and they go from, I don't know, like a thousand to 10,000 or 30,000 in like three months. Right. And then I'm like, Hey, wow, that's pretty amazing. What happened? Oh, I'm just like, I'm just consistent and this, that, the other, nothing changed, right? I'm, I'm, you, you're looking at this thing and, you know, it becomes very apparent that buying followers is a legit thing and it does happen and people do that. Then I'm not, you know, I mean, you do you, I'm not, you know, I'm not for it, but if that's what it's going to take, you know, where I know this is not about hashtags, but I mean, you're so close in what Instagram's doing, you know, what are your thoughts about all of those things? Well, it's against their terms of service, and I don't right. like to uh, to play against their terms of service because you're if your people are trying to like cheat the algorithm or anything else, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot. So, buying followers is bad for quite a few reasons. It it could be that these followers aren't actually going to engage with your content, which means mm-hmm. that your engagement rate is going to plummet. If you're an influencer or trying to do deals with other brands, people are going to be looking at your engagement rate, and they're going to see that it's no good, and they're going to pass you over. Um, so that's one. Two is that the people that are following you and the people that you follow are just another measure that Instagram uses to categorize your content. Mm. So when you're buying followers, it's a bunch of random bot accounts. Maybe they're following all sorts of different accounts. It adds a lot of noise and mm. it will really hinder Instagram's ability to actually recommend you to the right people. Gotcha. So yeah, it's. I don't think it's a good idea to to buy followers or, or do any other thing like that. But I also wouldn't say that someone's account growing quickly is necessarily indicative of them buying followers. Um, right. 
it could be that they finally got their hashtags right. It could be that they're building the right relationships with other people online and mm-hmm. people with larger accounts are shutting them out. That's the kind of thing that you could be looking at. If you're actually making very valuable content, it could be that like a single post of yours gets like 50 shares or something like that. And you're going right. to you know, end up getting hundreds of followers overnight. That can totally happen. I think you can get that kind of growth if you're actually being consistent and providing valuable content. Right. But don't buy followers. <laughs> okay. I guess my last hashtag question really for you is TikTok also has hashtags. Okay, let me rephrase this. Everybody has hashtags. So, of course, we all know it's so relevant and important and almost crucial for your growth. Um, but it's the following, Insta- you know, business and so on. In this, on Instagram, Facebook, we determined that, you know, the biggest question is, but why? Um, TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, TikTok, I actually haven't explored too much myself. I know the hashtags work. I know you can search them. I know people have said that they get better results from only using a couple of hashtags there, but that's about it. I, I specialize in Instagram. I haven't even dove into TikTok too much. Okay. And then for the Instagram itself, you know, um, posts, stories, reels, you know, all of those things. Of course, reels are right now kind of trending because they are still trying to bury TikTok. I think that's my that that that's my personal opinion. <laughs> you know, that I feel like they're still actively competing with TikTok. Can't tell if they're succeeding or not. Who knows if they're going to? But <laughs> they, you know, they they kind of succeeded in many other fronts. So who knows if this is going to stick or not? I can't really say. However, um, the thing that I can say is very apparent from a personal experience that. There is much more engagement when there is a reel instead of just a post or even a video post um, versus a story and so on. And of course, there's hashtags in those as well. So no question about that. Besides the ha- hashtags, um, how relevant is it to post whatever you're posting on your reel, then share it on your story, then make it on your grid and vice versa? Because I mean, it feels like literally you can't take this one post and share it all over the place on your Instagram. And of course, considering that only small percentage of people see that, not necessarily they're going to get bombarded with the same thing. Or is there best practices for, for that side of things? Okay. So I don't think there's any problem with having it on your, your main feed and mm-hmm and on your story and and on your reels tab. Uh, maybe if you're trying to keep like a specific aesthetic for your grid, you might want to keep them off of your main feed, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't worry too much about bombarding people with it. Now, the way that Instagram displays reels in stories is very different from account to account. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed with some accounts in uh, ones that I've been testing with, the views from your stories don't count towards the views for the reel, but right you might actually be posting your whole reel to your story. It might be 15 seconds or something. If that's the case, you're actually hurting your, your engagement metrics on that reel by posting it just to your story. Huh. Now, this is, you will have to test it out for your own because I've seen other people testing it and saying, well, you know, I posted it to my story and I know I was getting views from the story. So try it out. Another thing to consider then is that when you post a reel to your story, maybe it's not counting those views, but maybe you can't even click through the reel to view it. Um, that's happening on some accounts as well. So you would want to kind of the best practice for posting it to your story is post the reel there, then put a one of those at stickers for your own account over top of it. And over top of that, put another kind of GIF or, or sticker that says like new post uh, or tap here or something. Mm-hmm. And so then people will end up tapping where your name is and they'll go to your feed and they'll see the post rather than potentially either not getting to view the whole reel or not having their views count. So that'd be a best practice there. 
Um, you said there's no question about reels for hashtags. Uh, I would beg to differ, though. Ooh, okay. All right. So if you're going on a hashtag and you look at recent posts, you'll never see a reel. Not once. I Okay. Well, you've proven me wrong at least three times today. So, okay. Keep <laughs> coming. The, this is great. This is the okay. best indication of it about Instagram. Okay. Uh, please elaborate because that's um, almost surprising for me. And no, I have not investigated, so I couldn't tell you one way or the other, but that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, Why? check it out. Yeah, you go to recent posts, you'll never see any reels. Why? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, huh. That's that's not an answer I can give, but I can tell you that they're not there. And if you go to the top posts on a reel or top posts on a hashtag, you'll only see a single reel at the top spot. They'll feature one reel at the top of a hashtag, and that is it. Mm. So previously I said, you want to make sure you have a good mix of hashtags. You have the best chance of climbing. Scrap that for reels. I don't I don't care about that for reels. All I care about is getting to the top somewhere. So with reels, especially if you have a smaller account, use the easiest hashtags possible for all 30 if you can to give yourself a shot at actually getting seen on one of those hashtags. Hopefully you get enough engagement from your own followers or other people coming across your reel mm -hmm. that you can at least get to that top spot on a very small hashtag. Because right. unless you're getting to the top, you're not getting seen as far as hashtags are concerned. Okay. So you give me so many things to think about. It's unreal. Okay. So, <laughs> so for someone who's working with you guys, you know, as a client, are these things that you kind of navigate them through, coach them through or help them through in this process? Because if I came to you and I signed up and is there, is there a place where all this information is sort of available or helping you out in essence? Um, I'm not sure if my question made sense to you. Yeah. Um, we do offer a, like a free five day email course and we have everything I've explained here. Uh, we share a ton of educational content on our own Instagram page. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, if you're, if you're down to read it and learn that way, that's a good place to start. You know, over the last month or so, more and more people have been requesting coaching services uh, or audits of their hashtags. So that is something we're doing for some people kind of testing the waters there. Um, otherwise we do provide a ton of info uh, for a more DIY approach. Got it. Fantastic. And a last question before we wrap it up. Bio and hashtags. Mm, don't do it. You scream. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I will also tell people not to put hashtags in their stories. If you, if you don't know there, those haven't worked since November. But for your bio, unless you're trying to draw attention to a branded hashtag like we discussed previously, all you're doing when you're including a hashtag in your bio is giving people one more reason to click away from your, your profile. So mm -hmm. maybe they just land on your profile and then they see a cool hashtag and they click that, they forget you exist, they never follow you. You know, it's like, you're just kind of, you're punching a hole in whatever funnel you have there. So I can't recommend putting a hashtag in your bio unless you're trying to draw attention to a branded hashtag, maybe for a contest or maybe you're trying to build a community around a specific. Got it. All right. Well, thank you, Matthew. This was, this was absolutely fantastic. I, I mean, you've been more than generous with sharing, you know, all this knowledge. I mean, it's my mind's blown by a lot of this, you know, honestly, um, who knew that hashtags, just thinking little hashtags can be so complex <laughs> and complicated and so um, delicate all at the same time and just the weirdest of the ways. We didn't even get into dead posts and dead hashtags and all that bit, oh. you know, it's a whole another, I feel like it's a whole another podcast here, but tell us where people can find you because I'm pretty sure some people are going to want to find you. Yeah, for sure. I hope I, uh, I hope I haven't made things sound too complex though. You know, I no, no, to... no, no. I, I didn't okay. mean complex in a way that it's like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm done. I'm canceling my Instagram account. Um, complex in a way that 
you know, you can DIY and do this the hard way, like I mean, I've been doing all along, or you can actually sign up with a company and your pricing is actually really reasonable. So if, you know, if you don't mind like just sharing all of that too, that would be great. And have a company that actually spends their time and energy and effort in researching all of this, because I don't care how good you are in your strategies and things like that. You don't have enough time to run your business that's doing weddings and flowers and whatever else is doing and research hashtags and follow Instagrams every single whatever that just came out of that. I mean, you just physically don't. Realistically. No, I, don't, yeah. I don't even feel like I have time for all of that. So right. absolutely. It's a, it's a job in itself. So yes. Yeah, so floor is yours, my friend. All right. Yeah. But yeah, we are, we're just talking best practices. You know, if we're trying to give you the optimal chances, do everything we've talked here, talked about here. Yes. Where to find us. Check us out on Instagram. That's at hashtag Slayer app, A-P-P. Um, hashtag Slayer app on Instagram. I will say though, it is a web app. It's not on iOS or Android, so it's, you're not going to find it in the app store. But to actually check out our tool, you go to hashtag slayer.com. And hashtag slayer.com is where you can log in with Facebook, you connect with Instagram, and you can start a seven-day free trial, no credit card needed. When you choose to upgrade your account, you can use the coupon code FLORA, F-L-O-R-A, FLORA, for your first month, totally free. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll share all of this on the show notes. And then your Instagram handle, where they can follow you for all the goodies that you guys share. Yes, that's at hashtag Slayer app. Oh, okay, Instagram. that was the Instagram handle. Got it. Okay, yes. got it. Perfect. Okay, because you said you can't find it on Instagram app. It's not, okay, it's not an app. Yeah, that is you can. the handle. Got it. Yes. <laughs> got it. All right. All right, you guys. That was Matthew from hashtag Slayer. Thank you so much, Matthew. This just was fantastic. And I cannot wait to explore. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for letting me nerd out here for the last hour. Um, as you can tell, there's a lot of detail I can go into. So I always appreciate the chance. Absolutely. Well, take care. Um, I have a feeling we're going to come back for the second one, but take care for now. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Is your mind blown or what? I mean, mine was after this conversation. I had to sit back and kind of, you know, regroup all the stuff that I just learned. And I'm like, oh my goodness. All right. So, okay. Well, that's what I was doing wrong. I was doing this wrong. I was doing that wrong. You know, and of course, I don't have time to do all of those things. So yeah, signing up for the company and we said that we'll talk about the price and we got sidetracked and did not. So here it is. It is $9 a month. That's it. $9 a month. And for each additional account, it is $7. So for $9 a month, you get your own essentially personal assistant who deciphers through all of those hashtags, creates your own customized, personalized shuffle, if you will, to get you the most reach and growth. And also, they're so nice and gracious to offer a one-month free trial for Viva La Flora live podcast listeners. Just use a coupon code FLORA after your seven-day of free trial. So the seven-day free trial is their normal free trial that they offer to everyone. And for podcast listeners, they offer it for one additional month free. Again, coupon code FLORA. No worries. To, you don't need to make notes. It is in the show notes. All right, guys, please DM me. Tell me what you thought about this episode. I mean, my mind was completely blown. And I really hope that there were pieces and nuggets that you've learned and you can take and implement in your own strategies to help you grow your business and your reach. Talk to you next time. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.